I read somewhere, uh, some reviewers equating it to the seven of the series, as in seven, the movie, they're, they're comparing it to the movie seven. Welcome, nerds, to the final episode of the season. In today's episode of the Nerd News, we have two rumors that surround Deadpool to some degree. We also have Gears of War in the movies section. We have reboots, returns, and retries to talk about. All of that in the final episode of this season, so join me. Before we can get into the news, though, we do have housekeeping to talk about. Uh, I am obviously feeling a little bit better <laughs> from the last episode, uh, feeling better from the live episode as well. And I think we're actually going to get a live episode in to squeak one last uh, Friday live episode in this week. And then uh, in two, in the, the first week of December, second week of December, we will be back to Wednesdays only and it will be just live on Wednesdays. So if you want to join in the conversation as it's happening, then you can join me on youtube.com slash jellynerdy. I think now they're fully rolled out with the handles situation so the new the new url is youtube.com slash at generally nerdy i believe so yeah you can try either way and uh the the end of the season marks a different schedule up through january and then uh end of january we will be getting back to our regularly scheduled programs once on wednesday once on friday for those of you on the syndicated outlets uh nerdy legion and big show entertainment uh then the actual episodes will be posted on thursdays during the off season and not on wednesdays wednesdays when it goes live and then I have to take time to know edit things out and make sure it's acceptable for all of the other platforms. Uh, so uh, again, if you want to join the conversation in real time, then the place to do it is the YouTube channel, Generally Nerdy. When we go live uh, during the off season, that's going to be Wednesday evenings. So uh, that being said, what else do we have in housekeeping? I feel like there was something else and I didn't take any housekeeping notes, so I apologize. But uh, I think that's going to be it. Um, yeah. So, uh, next in the line of succession is that just happened. This actually was supposed to go in last week's episode, but, uh, if, if you couldn't tell, it was in a big, a bit of a fog. So we were lucky we got through the news that we did. Uh, so we're going to be talking about it this week and we're talking about once again, interview with the vampire. So. Uh, I have yet to watch the most recent episode just because I've been trying to play catch up from being sick and I had a couple of uh, other appointments this week that have kept me uh, away from watching the things that we are want to talk about. Uh, so we're going off of a little bit of old information based on this, but it, it, it bears to reason uh, that the newest episode is kind of irrelevant because I don't think they're going to course correct from these things that I took issue with in the last episode. So... Uh, 
uh, episode, I believe it was five, and I could be wrong, because again, I take amazing notes, but either way, once again, episode number is fairly irrelevant because we're just gonna talk about the things that happen. So if you are watching this show and you're a little bit further behind than I am, then spoiler alert, I guess, if you haven't watched any episodes and you're planning on watching them all, binging the whole season once they come out, again, spoiler alert, maybe skip forward a few minutes. I, if I can remember, I'll try and put a time code down here, but either way, uh, yeah, you've been warned. So we have in the ep the last episode that I watched, we have uh, a couple of things transpired. We're still developing the character of Claudia. We're also still developing this world because this version of the world is so dramatically sh uh, shifted from Anne Rice's iteration of it in most ways in a good way. And in some ways, we're going to talk about that. Um, there's, you know, pretty much every episode you have to build a little bit of the world while you're building these new characters as well, which is to be expected when you're telling, you know, a new story because that's what they're doing. So the only one that doesn't need newness added to him is Lestat. We're not really going to talk about Lestat much in this. Uh, the first thing we're going to talk about is the departure because uh, there was a pretty dramatic departure from the Anne Rice lore in the last episode that I watched, and that was uh, the age of the vampire kind of determines the strength of the vampire. Yes, I do realize that Louis and Claudia technically overpowered Lestat a little bit in the original novel when they tried to kill him, but more they tricked him more than anything because Lestat is one of the oldest vampires at this point, not the oldest, and there are a few older than him, yes I know, but one of the oldest like active in, in, in society vampires, if you will. So they couldn't have really overpowered him without taking him by surprise. There was no real physical struggle. The biggest struggle was Claudia trying to kill Lestat by giving him the blood of dead uh, humans which is poisonous to vampires in the lore, which we've established in this uh, series lore, that is also the case. So the expectation is that's where it's gonna go. Again, maybe that's already happened because I'm an episode behind, but um, that is not exactly what happens in this episode. So there's two issues with this. Um, if we're not going to acknowledge that age is a major factor in the strength of a vampire, I feel like there is a lot of character dichotomies that are going to suffer significantly moving forward in this, uh, in this story, in this universe. Because kind of the entirety of the vampire Lestat and uh, the, 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 oh lord, the, the Queen of the Damned. Oh wow, almost forgot the name of the third book. <laughs> vampire Lestat and Queen of the Damned, as were uh, building up Akasha and as we're building up these old vampires, Maharet and so on and so forth. Um, the fact that their age makes them incredibly powerful is a key character point with all of these vampires. Um, so I, we, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm establishing my argument and then I'm going to give you the example. The example in the episode is first off, we have Louis again, wrestling with Lestat, which should be like a, a, a six year old trying to wrestle a marble statue. Just shouldn't be a thing that he's capable of doing. Um, I, I think Claudia at one point 
point even kind of jumps on Lestat's back because she's taking Louis's side. And yeah, so that shouldn't have happened at all. But also the more pressing issue, because yes, that's a, a different visual way to uh, create tension between these characters. So it's almost excusable under that form of thought. But if you take what happens to Claudia after she leaves Louis and Lestat, and because she goes on this college tour effectively and she runs into another vampire who is admittedly younger. I believe he says he's five years old. She says she's a hundred and something, but that's not right. Uh, she's lying, obviously, to scare him, I would imagine. Uh, but really, she is, I believe at this point, she's in the age range of approximately 80 plus years. And that should be a significant difference in power levels. She should be significantly more powerful than this boy, effectively. Um, and the, the thing that transpired, again, we're going to play it safe with the vocabulary here because this, these things get a little dark and, and, you know, monetization is a thing that I strive for someday. So we're not going to be talking about the details of what happened, but, you know, you can kind of put two and two together here. So, um, yeah, she should not have been able to be taken advantage of by a vampire that is significantly younger than she. So this attempt at creating extra uh, character issues with, with Claudia in order to force her to grow up, I would imagine is what they were thinking, really doesn't work because you're now undermining kind of a core tenet of this universe's vampires. And so you're setting yourself up for failure in the long run. Does it work in this very short term? Sure. Like it's, it doesn't necessarily fall flat. You, you, you gain some sympathy for Claudia, which I'm sure was partially the point. And you also get to see Claudia become uh, a little more world weary, a little more educated on the way things go on uh, outside of the house of Louis and the stat. So yes, in that term, sure, it works all right, but there's got to have been a better way to establish both of those points and also keep the underlying mythology intact. So uh, we're waffling again. I was loving it. And then this episode happened and I'm like, not loving this as much right now. And then the second issue, as of two, two episodes ago, is we establish in the two epi the episode even prior to that, uh, we establish that there is a connection between a maker and the makee. Uh, so the reason why Louis loves Lestat is because there is this this magnetism between them because Lestat is Louis's maker. Uh, much like in Lestat's own story of Magnus, uh, he was drawn to Magnus. He wanted to, you know, to learn everything that Magnus had to teach him. And that didn't happen because Magnus went crazy and threw himself in a fire, just like he does in the books. So this is an established piece of the mythology. This is not something that goes unspoken. This is not something that uh, the fandom is, is keeping in head canon from the book mythology to this new series mythology. This is something that the series acknowledges is the mythology in itself. And then they go and break this mythology in the very next episode because Claudia obviously has zero connection to Lestat in this way. Um, the, 
This is something that I also take a little bit of issue with because it's it's also dealt with in a slightly more elegant manner, but still also dealt with poorly, I would, I would argue, in the original novels. Because, again, why would Claudia, if there is this connection, which they do establish in the novels, if there is this connection, why does Claudia try to kill Lestat? Why doesn't she, like Louis, because he is the maker of both of them, why doesn't she try and find and try and explain away to herself the things that Lestat does? Why doesn't, you know, why is this conflict even here? Um, if that is the case. I understand from a storytelling point of view why this conflict exists, but but you know, that's where we stand right now. Uh, that's honestly the only thing I have to talk about in the That Just Happened episode, or a portion of the episode, because sick and busy and things, and penultimate, or the ultimate episode for the season, so was kind of doing a lot of things that were not allowing me to uh, uh, digest the pop culture this week. And also uh, elections. I went out and voted and, you know, had to do research on on why I wanted to vote the way I wanted to vote. And so that got in the way of things as well. Hopefully you voted. I guess we could talk about that in That Just Happened. We're not going to get too political. Uh, the only thing I am wanting to say is regardless of which direction you wanted it to go, I really hope you went to the ballot box, filled out your ballot, dropped your vote, and made sure that your voice was at least kind of heard in our republic, um, because that is the best way for us to make the changes that we want to see in this country. So, Again, that's about as deep as we're going to get. Hope you voted. That is the That Just Happened section. Talking TV streaming. In TV streaming, we have so, uh, a handful of follow-ups is really all we got. We got a new trailer for a new uh, Carnival Row season. So let's talk about follow-ups first, though. Let's get into Westworld canceled over at HBO. Uh, yeah, it seems that Zeslov Cleaning House is not done just yet uh it, the, the final the last season didn't really get great uh reviews or ratings so when those two things don't line up you gotta go and that's kind of the way this is lining up so uh that's what we got westworld next we have green lantern this one has not been axed just yet though we do have a very interesting update so you can throw out any of those rumors that we were talking about previously because hbo max has lost their head writer seth graham smith so that means that the show is going to be pivoting. And now, according to, uh, according to the people who are announcing this, the pivot is going to be focusing on Jon Stewart exclusively for this series. Again, it's going to be over on HBO Max. No release date has been announced for it just yet, though I would imagine whatever they were shooting for has just been pushed back by a little bit. From follow-ups, we go into trailers. And like I said, Carnival Row Season 2 has just dropped its first trailer and also the announcement that season two is going to be the end of the series. Uh, February 17th of 2023 is when it is going to go live on Amazon Prime. I believe they did this one in a weekly release schedule. I don't think you're going to be able to binge it all at once, though I don't hold me to that one because I'm not 100%. Either way, the trailer has me pretty hyped about it. If you haven't watched the first season, I strongly suggest that you do because it is some pretty great fantasy television, uh, especially considering they've got the Amazon budget behind them and whatnot. So uh, that is uh, where we are with trailers. And that is honestly what we have for the TV streaming section. So 
TV streaming suggestions. Uh, this week we're talking about American Horror Story New York City. The current season of American Horror Story, I read somewhere, uh, some reviewers equating it to the seven of the series, as in seven, the movie, they're, they're comparing it to the movie seven. And, I mean, when you consider how bonkers the first ten seasons are, uh, by all intents and purposes, yeah, that makes a fair amount of sense. This is probably the most focused I've ever seen American Horror Story, and also the most coherent I've ever seen American Horror Story. So it's definitely worth a watch if you are a horror fan. Movies! Uh, in movies today, we're talking a couple of follow-ups. We also have one trailer and Gears of War in regular old news for movies. So... Uh, let's start uh, first things in follow-ups. We have Scream 6, new release date. It's been pushed up a little bit closer, and it's now going to be released on March 10th of 23. Uh, our next follow-up has to do with the Rambo, uh, the next Rambo movie. Sylvester Stallone has come out and said that it is no longer going to be a prequel like he was originally planning. It is now going to be a sequel, and not just any old type of sequel, but it seems a Lego sequel, or a passing of the torch, as he keeps calling it in, in interviews. So, uh, it is not going to be the prequel, the origin of John Rambo. It is going to be the origin of whoever is replacing John Rambo in the franchise, which uh, seems very odd. Why would you replace John Rambo in the Rambo franchise? Though, I mean, they did replace Rocky in the Rocky franchise, so... Sure? <laughs> uh, create a new series, man. I mean, eh, whatever. Uh, so that's what that's where we stand with that. We have a trailer to talk about. Glass Onion uh, has dropped its first full-length trailer. The Knives Out sequel is going to be active on Netflix December 23rd, just in time for Christmas. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, if you liked the first one and you appreciate Ryan Johnson aside from the Star Wars debacles, then this is definitely going to be a movie to watch. The trailer, though, kind of is, uh, I don't know, is a little vague. It's a little weird, but it's also because it's a murder mystery, so you don't want to give away too much in the trailer. Just go watch the damn thing. Uh, and then, let's talk regular-ass news, and that is Gears of War. Netflix has secured the distribution rights for Gears of War properties. They apparently are looking to make Gears of War into uh, kind of a multi-platform release situation in that they want to release movies and and series with the Gears of War tag on it. And now uh, Cliff Blazinski, the guy who created Gears of War, is saying in publicly that he wants Dave Bautista to take the lead for the Gears of War live action series and movies and so on and so forth, which I can see it. I can get behind that. I, I agree with Cliffy B. Uh, but yeah, that's all we really have right now. No one has been attached to this just yet as far as any creative types, uh, directors, producers, anything like that. Nothing has been announced, though uh, it should be noted that the the series that they're talking about, they are saying heavily that it's very likely going to be at least one animated series attached to this. Whether or not a live action series, uh, nobody's saying specifically, but at the very least one animated series attached to the Gears of War live action property. That being said, that's everything we got for the regular stuff. So let's get to movie suggestions for this episode. We're talking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We're going old school. 19, what was it? 88, I believe, is when the OG Ninja Turtles came out. It may have been 89. There's been some debate there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the original Ninja Turtles movie 
I mean, honestly, it holds up incredibly well. Uh, if you haven't watched it for some time, I am urging you to go watch it. We are about to get uh, bombarded with Ninja Turtles content as the new animated movie is nearing completion. So we're very likely to see it mid to late 2023. I believe actually uh, it might have been announced for 24, but I think they might be moving that guy up. And then also uh, we have a new live action movie that is somewhere in pre-production. So we're going to be seeing that probably 2025. So remind yourself why you love the Ninja Turtles. Go watch the original movie right now because it's totally worth it. That puts us into the room mill nerds and in today's rumor mill uh, we have some music rumors to refute we have a uh, new source on that punisher rumor we've been keeping tabs on as well as jeff lee myers black hammer and a whole bunch of new rumors to talk about as well so let's jump into confirmations refutations we have one refutation that it oh man um, I don't think I should have to refute, but here we go. We have the official word from the uh, Ben Wine, uh, Weinman from Dillinger Escape Plan, uh, one of my favorite bands of all time, probably top 10 bands of all time, uh, had to come out and say, actually, no, we're not going to be playing live as Dillinger Escape Plan. I don't know where you've heard that, but there's no plan to do such thing. There's no reunions in the near future for the Dillinger Escape Plan, nor probably in the distant future at this point either. So, yeah, uh, I didn't realize this was a rumor until doing research for today's episode, and now we've just shot it down. So there you go. Uh, our one new source, again, has to do with the Punisher, John Barenthal, returning as the Punisher this new source is saying that it will be in phase five that we get the new Punisher series on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I don't know. So this is this is a much better source than we've had around this, though. I think that this source's source uh, is the same as the other sources we've been talking about. So I don't think it should really bump this one up much more than it already has. So we're going to go somewhere in the neighborhood of about ooh, 60, 65 percent likely that we will be seeing John Barenthal return as the Punisher. And then as far as phase five that's rumor based on rumor effectively so we're going to say 50 percent on the phase five portion of that uh all right so continuing on into the brand new rumors we have black hammer the jeff lemire comic book uh ip is getting the full universe treatment from amazon studios over on amazon prime lemire has signed a contract that they are going to do what they can to include multiple series and movies surrounding the Black Hammer comic book. Uh, this one comes from fantastic sources. Honestly, this is one of those that uh, very likely will be properly announced within the next two to three weeks uh, because the source has that good of a track record. So we're going to say somewhere in the neighborhood of like 80% likely that this is going to be a thing because that's how good of a track record they've got. Uh, next, we're talking about into the Spider-Verse 2. And there's actually one that I missed for this. Uh, I saw the headline and just kind of ran out of time as far as research goes. So we're not talking about all of the potential rumors here, but these are the ones that we got. We have a couple. First up is Tom Holland is said to be coming back the, to voice himself in the uh, Spider-Verse sequel. Also, uh, it looks like 
even if he doesn't return to do his own voice, his version of Spider-Man is going to be in this movie. So he could potentially be voiced by somebody else if, you know, scheduling things happen and, and he can't make it. Uh, or, you know, contract issues pop up because that is bound to happen from time to time as well. Uh, also rumored to be in this are Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. And along the same lines of Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, we have original or former animation voices, I guess I should say, former animation voice actors Josh Keaton and Christopher Daniel Barnes, all rumored to be making vocal cameos, if you will, in Spider-Verse 2. Um, this all comes from the same source. Actually, no, that's a lie. Everything but the Tom Holland stuff comes from the same source. So Tom Holland has actually been corroborated by a number of exceptional sources. The rest of this comes from uh, uh, almost new source. Like I've used this place once or twice, uh, nothing really noteworthy about them. So we're gonna do this in two separate uh, likelihoods. Tom Holland, so I guess there's almost three because there's two levels to the Tom Holland part. Will Tom Holland's version of Spider-Man be present in the Spider-Verse sequel? I think that's got a decent the likelihood for it. I think we're going about 70% that we'll see Tom Holland's visual likeness appear as a version of Spider-Man in the sequel. Yes. Uh, as far as will Tom Holland do the voice, that's rumor based on rumor. We can only go to 50% Though I think that's a hard 50%. I think that is almost uh, as definite as the likeliness that we'll see his face in the movie. We'll also hear his voice. So there's that. And then the other rumor, the Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, uh, Josh Keaton, and Christopher Daniel Barnes. Uh, the four of them coming in to do voices as Spider-Man. I think that's a little slim. I think we're going about 40% there. Just because I, I fit that might be a little generous even because I think it's uh, I think the more likely option is that these voice these people's voices because they're not all voice actors necessarily but these people's voices will all be present as cameos as something else I think that is more likely we're gonna put that one at fifty percent so I lied twice because we did that in four separate things kind of two groups of two uh, so yeah that's that's kind of where we're sitting with Spider-Man let's move on now to Wonder Man we have a different rumor for Wonder Man this is not new sources saying the same things this is new sources saying new things Bob Odenkirk aka Saul from Better Call Saul or uh, Bob from Mr. Show with Bob and Dave David, that's the same guy. Uh, so Bob Odenkirk is rumored to be cast in the Wonder Man uh, movie or series. I think that's still up in the air as Simon Williams's manager. So if you remember, Wonder Man is a stuntman in Hollywood in the comics, and apparently that's going to be the direction they go with this live-action IP. That apparent that supposedly Yaya Madul Abtin uh, Mateen the second is going to be playing the Wonder Man that is in this live-action adaptation. And so now Bob Odenkirk is being rumored to be playing his manager, and that's noteworthy because Bob Odenkirk wouldn't just take some tiny little role, so it looks like they're if this rumor is to be believed, they're going to be going with the version of the manager because that character has had a number of managers through the years. Uh, the version of the manager who was a villain for the Wonder Man character all at the same time. So that, honestly... 
sounds awesome. <laughs> Not a great source though, sad to say. Uh, there, there are much stronger indications that Yahya Abdul Mateen II is going to be playing Wonder Man than Bob Odenkirk is going to be playing his manager. So uh, we said Yahya being, um, being Wonder Man is roughly, I think it was like 65 or so percentage. I'm going to put this one just above halfway because it's not a horrible source, just not one of my best. So we're going to say probably we're right about 55% likelihood that Bob Odenkirk is going to be in the Wonder Man live action adaptation. So moving right along, we next have a Star Wars leak. So leaks, and this is a solid leak too. This is not even like, eh, it leaked from questionable sources like the, 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 uh, the, the Hideo Kojima leak that we're not talking about in this episode just because there's way too many probabilities that this is not a real thing. Anyway, um, so we have a Star Wars leak. It is uh, Star Wars Zen, Grogu and the Dust Bunnies. It seems that this has been leaked by Italian Disney Plus, which is why I say it's much more likely to happen than the other one uh there is it is going to be presented to us sometime in the next two weeks according to the leak as another special event on disney plus uh i so this one i think we're going to take into in two pieces just because we have placeholder dates that happen and those are not usually accurate so Will we see a uh, special event on Disney Plus called Star Wars Zen, Grogu, and the Dust Bunnies, or something akin to that? I think that's pretty strong. I think that's very likely. I think, honestly, it's more likely it'll be in December, but either way, I think it's pretty likely. Probably going to be an animated feature, I would imagine. So we're going to put the likelihood that we see uh, that movie or a better English translation of that movie uh, title we're going to put that one right about 80%. Like, this is kind of in the territory of I would be surprised if it doesn't actually happen. Uh, will it be November 12th? I don't think so. I think we're going to put that one at about 30%. No, I don't think that the, the that that part of the leak was accurate. I think that's a placeholder date. And if, if we're far too close to that date for them to have not said anything at this point. Uh, will it potentially happen uh, two weeks before Christmas? That seems much more likely. So, yeah, that's what we've got on that one. Let's move next to Ryan Murphy is talking about rebooting Glee, if you want to believe reports. Um, and Ryan Murphy gets what Ryan Murphy wants. So if this is to be believed, and I think it is, uh, to some degree, I don't think it's going to be... I think it might be like a movie or maybe a straight to streaming situation. I think it's going to go broadcast. I think it's going to go to Hulu or something like that. Uh, yeah, I think Ryan Murphy gets what Ryan Murphy wants. And so we're going to put this one at 70% just because it's not a great source. But uh, yeah, there's reason there. <laughs> anyway, uh, next we're talking about Superman. This one's pretty huge, honestly. There are rumors surrounding the fact. So Steven Spielberg met with David Zaslav. Like that is undebatable. There is evidence. There's there's hardcore evidence that this happened. So the rumor is the reason they met is because Spielberg is in talks with Zaslav to direct Man of Steel 2. That's right. One of the greatest directors of all time is potentially going to direct the Big Blue Boy Scout. So uh, eh, this one seems 
way too fan theory-ish, uh, 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 too fan fiction-y to say that it's, I don't know. I, I feel like, again, we do know that the meeting happened. We do know that it was kind of, sort of in public on the Warner Brothers lot. So, like, there would be more than just a small handful of sources saying that this was a thing. So, I don't know, I just get the strong impression that they were talking about something else, especially considering that Man of Steel 2 would very likely have to come out pretty dang quick uh, in order to capitalize on the Henry Cavill situation, so on and so forth. And Steven Spielberg's hands are pretty tied for a little while with this whole Avatar situation because he's still making Avatar 3. Like, uh, I don't think that, uh, yeah, just it, the timing doesn't align for this to be legit. So while I want it to be a thing, I don't think it's going to be. We're going to say probably 25% likelihood that Steven Spielberg will have anything to do with a uh, Man of Steel 2 movie. Uh, next on our list is another Star Wars uh, rumor. This one has to do with Deadpool director Sean Levy is reportedly been brought in to direct his very own Star Wars movie as well. Uh, I feel like if we had a list of all of, all of the directors who have been given the opportunity to direct a Star Wars movie that haven't come to fruition, we would be here all day trying to list them off. So I think this is just, we're just adding to that list. I, I, this is fan theory at best. Uh, I'm going to say 20% likelihood that Sean Levi is going, or Levy, I, I don't know how you're supposed to, how his last name is pronounced, and I apologize. Uh, but yeah, I don't think that uh, he's going to be a, a Star Wars director. It just, until we get stronger evidence other than just people saying, well, I think, uh, yeah, let, we're going to say, again, 25%. So, uh, staying in the Deadpool 3 vein, we have word that Owen Wilson's character from Loki, uh, better known as Agent Mobius, uh, will be making an appearance in the Deadpool 3 movie. Um, I think that has a pretty strong possibility because the nature of the Loki series is fairly fourth wall acknowledging. I don't know if it's breaking, but it's fourth wall acknowledging to a certain degree. Uh, and Deadpool is Deadpool. I think that kind of, it seems like a reasonable rumor, if you will. Just because I'm hopeful, we're going to put this one uh, right about 50%, which I think is a little generous, but uh, yeah, that it would be it would be good fan service to do that. So, and Disney is kind of in need of some fan service these days. Uh, next, we're talking about a DC Universe rumor over from DC Studios. We have rumor that uh, Lobo is going to be introduced into the DC Universe rather soon. And not only that, but Jason Momoa is teasing that it might be him. Uh, well, is teasing, is, is, is feeding the rumor mill in ways by being super vague about some new DC uh, property that he, or DC project rather, that he's going to be a part of. So, uh, 
I think there's there's a lot of trolling going on here. I think there's a lot of gauging fan reaction that's going on here. I think there's a lot of not actually putting the wheels to the ground kind of stuff going on here. So I'm going to say probably as it stands right now, because Momoa is already Aquaman, like that just seems ridiculous that he would be two major DC characters. So we're putting this one at about 35% just because of all of that, all of those factors. Next, we're talking about PlayStation. There's another gaming rumor. Uh, this one is a little is not game specific, but uh, console specific. There is a rumor that PlayStation Five is getting a new slim model, a cheaper model, if you will, uh, much like the PlayStation Two. And I don't think PlayStation Three or Four got a slim model, but PlayStation Two definitely did, and 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 that is kind of the genesis of this rumor. And it seems that there's a little bit of evidence to coincide with this. If if you are familiar with the Austin Evans YouTube channel, he recently did a video where he took apart three different iterations of the PlayStation 5, and you can see that they have been actively working to minimize the guts of the console. So now, with that being hard fact, hard evidence proving these things are happening, and now we get this insider information that PlayStation, or Sony specifically, is looking to make a second SKU so they can sell cheaper PlayStation 5s, it stands to reason that there is plenty there to go on. So we're going to say this one's about 70% likely that we're going to be seeing a PlayStation 5 slim, very probably 2024 four-ish, I would, I would imagine. So, and that Nerdy Legion is where the episode and the season ostensibly ends. Uh, there will potentially, very probably actually, be a uh, audio portion of the live news that I repost this coming Saturday as I record it on Friday. Um, so if you want to join live Friday, youtube.com slash generally nerdy is a place to do that. 7.30 Mountain Time is when I go live, roughly. So you can join there or just wait for the uh, the, the re-upload on the Nerdy Legion platform here. And, you know, do all of the things. Check out all of the other podcasts we offer uh, on NerdyLegion.com. I appreciate you nerds for joining me. Thank you very much. We will see you in a couple of weeks if you don't join me for the live episode.